Hi, I'm Shay. And I'm Lily. We are so happy that you're here. Here at HBC, we believe that we can dream big because we serve a big God. And it doesn't matter what your past may look like, you still have a bright future. So open up your heart and receive. While you guys are standing, stay standing. Can we just give it up for HPC right now? Y'all, look at what God has done. Just look around, y'all. Just take a second. Look at what God is doing right now. Praise God. You guys, we are the body of Christ in here. And this is a tremendous, tremendous day. Such an amazing day celebration 25 years of saying yes and I promise you there was more than 25 times that this man had to look in the mirror and say God I don't care what it looks like I don't care what I'm hearing I don't care about anything but doing what you've told me to do and that obedience over and over and over is why we are standing here today. And we get to celebrate what God has done, the stories of what God has done in this, in this body, in these people, for every yes that you have said. So can we honor our pastors one more time? We love you, we love you, I love you. And I'm not gonna talk too much about it. Y'all can be seated now. Cause I told them this morning, y'all, I'm gonna warn you, I'm in my feels. And I know y'all are gonna be shocked by that. Anyone that knows me is like, what? Angie's in her feels, but I am like extra in my feels right now. And I'm not gonna use our service to like make this about me and my family, but just for a second. My son got married last night. <laughs> And they are on their way to the Dominican Republic and they're gonna have an amazing time. And it was so beautiful. And also today, my daughter is turning 18. And my church is turning 25. So yes, I'm in my feels, okay? It's amazing feelings, they're good feelings. So if you see me cry and you're new here, it's okay. I'm happy. Okay, those are tears of joy is what those are. 25 years is such a huge deal, y'all. That is so significant. I mean, any of y'all been married in here for five or more years? Raise your hand. All right, so you know what it's like to be in a covenant relationship. 25 years in covenant with God and doing what God said he wanted done on this earth, in this place. That's incredible. And we wanna take some time to celebrate everything that God has done. There is so many stories in this room. I look around and I know so many of your stories and they are incredible stories of what God has done in your lives. And there are so many stories that aren't in this room right now, but are still being told outside of these walls in different states and in different churches and in different 
meeting places even now, but they are stories of what God has done, significant, amazing stories of God's faithfulness to this covenant that he has made. And we're gonna celebrate those today. And, and you might've noticed there's some props. I brought props today and, and we already started working and started thinking and pastor has spent all week. He doesn't know what we were gonna talk about today. We try to do these things to surprise him and bless him on these days. But all week long, he has been sharing stories over the years, remembering and pondering on all the incredible things that God has done. And we've been doing that as a church body behind your back. And the connect groups have been talking about this and we've had testimonies written on these stones and we've been placing them here. And there's so many stories in the Bible and accounts in the Bible where memorial stones were set up to remember significant things that only God could do. And when we were praying about what does God want us to do for this service, he just kept taking me back to this images, memorials of what God has done. And there's stories in Genesis, the first story really where you see somebody taking a pillar and taking a stone and saying, this is going to be a place where I want to remember what God did. And that was with Jacob. And, and God spoke to him in a dream there and the dream and the vision that he cast to Jacob was so impactful to him that he said, I want a stone here to remember what God did. And this will be a place that I will now call Bethel. This is a place of worship because I want to honor God for what he has shown me today. And so I feel like when we talk about the vision that God has cast in you for this body and for this area and for everyone that's watching wherever you're watching, that this is a place where we worship. We worship God and we thank him for what he has done and what he will do and the vision that he has continued to place in our pastor. But there's more, there is more to the story and we thank God for it. And there's stories in Exodus where Moses laid out stones after receiving the 12 commandments and places where in verse Samuel, where they had this amazing defeat against their enemy and they set up pillars to remember it. But the one I wanted to share with you today was in Joshua four and God commanded. So God had just dried up the sea. So he did it first for them when they left uh, captivity. And I think most of you have, who have ever heard a Bible story, maybe this is your first time in church, but you might've heard about a parting of waters that happened. And God brought them through the Red Sea by parting the waters. And that isn't the first time that God or the last time God did that. He later did it again for those same people as they were crossing into their promise. And God split the Jordan and he made dry ground for them to walk across. But this time God commanded them, each of the 12 leaders to grab a stone from the center of the Jordan and to take it back with them. And we're gonna pick up there in Joshua 4.20 and I'm in the Amplified. 
Joshua 4.20, and those 12 stones which they had taken from the Jordan, Joshua set up there in Gilgal. And he said to the sons of Israel, when your children ask their fathers in time to come, what do these stones mean? Then you shall let your children know. Israel crossed this Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan for you. So take this for just a second. And remember, he's saying not now, not for us that witnessed this miracle. No, we set up a stone for those that will come later so that they will know what God did for them and what God will do for you. So he's saying this is what you will say to your children later that did not witness it. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of Jordan for you until you crossed over. They are prophesying into their children. God will part the waters for you, for you to cross over on dry ground. Just as the Lord your God did in the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed, so that all the peoples of the earth may know without any doubt and acknowledge that the hand of the Lord is mighty and extraordinarily powerful so that you will fear the Lord your God and obey and worship him with profound awe and reverence forever. God longs to proclaim his goodness to us and to future generations. These stones remind us and remind those that will come into those doors later. For the children that have not yet been birthed, And I'm just going to pause because I feel like there is somebody that is maybe watching or in here that has had troubles having a child. And I believe that these stones represent what your child who will be born, you will get to say to them, this is what our God does. In the face of what the doctors may be telling you is impossible. God is more than able to do. He created everything. This is not a hard thing for God to do. Thank you, God. Thank you for that. Thank you, Lord. God is setting a precedent for us to remember what he's done, but he also is prophesying. And this is what I'm going to say before our testimonies start. In the book of Revelation 19.10, Revelation 19.10, it says, For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I want to just pause for a second because you hear sometimes church terms. And if you're anything like me, when I came to High Praises Church, I did not speak Bible talk, I did, or Christianese, is that what we say? Whatever you say. I did not understand any of it, okay? So I want to make sure that you understand what I'm saying, what the word is saying, and I'm repeating to you, is that prophecy 
it, it means two things very simply. One, it is either foretelling what God is going to do. It's telling the future of what God's plans. It's, it's from God. It is a word from God about his future plans. Or it is about speaking a declaration from God to change present situations. And more times than not, God uses prophetic words, meaning his words, to change present circumstances and situations. So what the word is telling us here is that when we testify about Jesus, we are releasing into the atmosphere spiritual power to change present situations. The testimony of Jesus is not only sharing of what God's will and plan is, what his mighty works have done, but they're also to speak into those that hear. And I pray that today you have ears to hear. This word is for me. This testimony is for me. It goes into my heart and it speaks prophetically about my situation. And maybe you don't have this exact situation going on in your life. Take this word, hold dear to it, because sometime in your life, you will be able to grab a hold of this testimony and say, that is a word for me. I declare and I decree that every testimony you are going to hear is prophetically speaking into your present and into your future. But you have to receive that. Can we hear some amazing stories of what God has done? Testimonies of what God has done? They're going to come up and we're going to hear our first testimony. Again, I want to be clear about what it is that we're doing so this doesn't just become like a religious thing. But testimony, the, the root word of testimony is do it again. It is intended, God intended that our testimonies be duplicated. That is why this, the, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Because he intends that as we share our testimonies, he would like to do it again. He wants to do it again. Deidre, you want to come up? This is your cue. She was waiting on a, on a really, you know, big entrance and she deserves it. So let's give Deidre a big round of applause. And she is going to share what God did for her well first of all I'm pretty much out of my comfort zone <laughs> but I just want to say congratulations Pastor Jackie on 25 years of starting High Praises Church um, I've seen within the 25 years that you have um, started this church have you remained faithful um, even within the um, adversity of life that has just come your way you have continued to remain faithful and trust in God and persist within this um, ministry that you've created. Um, but as far as within my testimony, um, I would say within two years, um, I was on a job and I just thought that that was the job for me. Um, I was making what, from 85 to 90,000 a year, 
But within that second year on the job, it was just like I began to just hate it. Um, the people that I was working around were just miserable within their lives, and they were just pretty much there because of the income. And um, I just said, Lord, you know, what am I going to do? I mean, I just, I hate this. I hate the environment. I hate this job. But um, he was just like, quit, quit, just quit the job. And I was like, but the income, the salary, I just never thought I would make this amount. And he said, um, the salary doesn't matter. I don't, that, that job does not provide for you. I provide for you. And I don't care if you made $10 an hour. You will live, I can give you to live your life as if you made 100000 or more an hour. All I'm looking for you at this time within your life is for you to surrender all unto me. I need you to surrender all unto me and seek me because I am first. I told you that I am Jehovah Jireh. I will provide for you and I will make a way for you. So all I need for you to do in your life, I need you to manage your life. And that is to seek me first, get in my word so that you'll come to know who I am. That is all I want the world to know is who I am. And when they become to know who I am, then they will become to know who they are and what their purpose is within this world. He said, when you don't know me, you get caught up so much in the world system, you start to get jobs that's not even for you because you're looking at the hype of how much it makes and, and you're just not fulfilling your purpose. So I need you to trust me and to believe that I am all who I say I am because I am that in your life. And I just need for you to trust me and believe in who I am. So I need you to just walk in obedience so within my life at this moment, all I want to do is just seek God more, to seek him more, to surrender to him, because he's not looking for perfection from us. He's just looking for us to surrender. And all he's looking for is obedience. He's not looking in sacrifice. He's looking for us to obedience, to just walk in his purpose of what he's called for us to do. So right now within my life, my testimony is to seek God more, to be faithful in all that I'm supposed to do and to just trust in him and to know that he's going to meet my need and provide for me in every way possible within my life. Um, so this rock right here is, is faith, you know, just to have faith and trust in God. And that's all he desires for us to do is to trust him and to seek him and to live for him and to get in his word, to get in his word night and day day and night and that's all he wants from us and once we do that everything else will flow in our life so I thank you Pastor Jackie I appreciate you I love you I appreciate your consistency and I just appreciate just everything that you do I do and I thank you for just remaining in faith and just it just remaining in what God has called you to do because there could have been times that you, you just could have walked away but you stayed in the course, and you, you kept on. So I appreciate you and all that you do and your family, and I love my church family, you know. But thank you, guys. Hello, my name's Virginia Klein. And I have been a big part of this church for 
um, almost, I guess, 19 years. First of all, I want to thank you, Pastor Jackie, for being my pastor for 19 years. This is an honor to testify the goodness of God. I think uh, it was June, uh, I joined the church probably in 2005, and I always gave offerings during offering time. But on Pastor Dennis series, excuse me, um, Pastor Dennis series on tithing, will you trust God enough to give him your tithing offering? And I bought this, these three messages. Uh, one of them, um, they, it was about robbing God, uh, the greatest uh, robbery heist in history is the name of the message. The second one is the trust fund, and do you trust God enough to tithe? That was the third. I listened to this over and over, and on the back of here, Pastor has um, written, he has written, it's hard to see. <laughs> it's dark up here. Okay. Un unlock the blessings and protection that come with complete obedience to God's word. All you have is from God. Everything that you have is from the Lord. Make the choice to be an obedient steward and see God's promises fulfill your life. Well, I listened to this. This is when I totally began to trust God. With all my heart and my tithe, I began seeking and learning more how important it is to God for us to tithe. God not only wants us to tithe in honor and love, he wants us to tithe in faith. That's Hebrews 11.6. On August 2019, my mama went to heaven. Then in November 2019, I found myself at the ER with my husband, Terry. A gallbladder attack, tests were run, surgeries was scheduled. That night, he coded. He was placed in critical care on a vent. His lungs were being attacked, not responding to any treatment. We were told not much less, not much else they could do. It was impossible. And they were sending the chaplain to talk to us. In that moment, I recall saying to our son, Daniel, I'm not talking to anyone right now, only God. I went to the chapel at Blunt Memorial Hospital, and me and God had a talk. I reminded God that I was a faithful tither. In Malachi 3.11, God, you said that you would rebuke the devourer for my sake. And that was devour. I believe... I poured out my heart to him uh, for Terry, how Terry had worked hard all his life about ready to retire and all our dreams and things that we had planned doing together. Immediately, the instructions from God came flooding into my spirit. I heard my God say, you declare over him that he will live and not die and declare my works. That's in Psalms 118:17. And tell those doctors, I will heal your husband and I will give wisdom 
to heal them. The peace and the strength of God overcame me. I had a part to do, though. I had to keep the joy of the Lord. I had to declare the word of God over him. I had 101 healing scriptures by Keith Moore that I read over him. It is God's will to heal. When symptoms or reports got worse, I increased the dose because you see, God's word is medicine. Pray in the spirit and apply the blood. I'd applied the blood to my husband. See, I knew I was a child of God. Satan has no right on my property. He is a trespasser, and he has to go. When you have a covenant and you're a faithful tither, you have tithing rights. In Malachi 3, 16 and 17, God considers me a special treasure. God says this, they shall be mine says the Lord of hosts, in that day when I publicly recognize and openly declare them to be my jewels, my special possession, my peculiar treasure, I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Glory to God. After around 121 days, my husband came home. My God performed a miracle on my husband. Thank you, Jesus. When you stand, when you stand on the covenant of God as a tither, exercise your tithing rights. Satan has no chance against you. You kick him to the curb and you slap him with the blood of Jesus. Stand on God's promises for the tither and receive the blessing that belongs to to God's special treasures, his tithers. So I'm here today. He did it for me. He can do it for you. So I thank God and that I, I thank you, Pastor Jackie, that I learned the importance of tithing in this church. Thank you, Pastor Jackie. Thank you, High Praises Church and all my faith buddies. I love you all. And Jesus is the healer. My name is Hallie, and I have been a part of this wonderful I have been a part of this wonderful church since December 2018. And I'm so honored to be standing up here with tears coming out of my eyes because God is a healer. And I'm so thankful because I see my mom. I'm also thankful for Pastor and your teaching, the teaching and the people that God has blessed me here. Because what Miss Virginia was saying about the 101 scriptures, Pastor sent me that when my mom was in the hospital and she had test after test and there was something going on with her leg and her foot and nobody could tell us what was going on and so we were believing for healing and we were believing that God is true to his word which he is and so as like a 
journey of two weeks, my mom went through a total of six surgeries. By the fifth one, they said, this is the last, this is the last one we can do. Just pray. Keep praying and believing that God is going to do a miracle because it's going to take a miracle for this. They said that her leg and her foot was completely dead. There was blood clots blocking and no blood flow. And so we were praying and believing. And so that fifth surgery happened. And I remember my dad calling me and he said, it didn't work. They're going to have to amputate her leg. And there were so many emotions. But God is a good God. He is faithful. And he, we have the Bible with stories of miracles. He is, a, he is still a God of miracles. I look at my mom. And right there is a miracle. Earlier that year, I was in the hospital and doing different tests just within my own health and we saw a miracle in itself that earth that beginning of the year where my my body was healing itself the doctors did not know what was going on they were like looking in awe because they never seen it before and I'm like that is God that is how good God is and so at that point when dad told me that they were scheduling an amputation and they were on their way home from Cleveland and we're going to go and visit you for a few before we go to Blunt Memorial. It was a lot and all I knew was to go to the word. The word of God is alive and it is true. And so I went into my room and I was praying and I was believing and there was so many stories I went to um, miracles happening in the Bible and I'm like God I know you are a good God I know you are faithful and I felt led to sow a seed for my mom because I heard Miss Virginia how she she has tithing rights and I am a tither too I'm faithful with tithing and so I was like God if I plant a seed I know it won't I know your word says your word won't come back void. And so I am believing. And so one of the scriptures, which I have this rock, I wrote it on this rock because I wasn't prepared like everybody else with my book. Um, but in Mark 5, 34, it says, And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. And I, I said that and I prayed that and I believed that for my mom. And her desire, my brother was getting married a few months after that. And her desire, she was so heartbroken because she said, I, I want to dance with my son. This is my first son getting married and I want to dance with him at the wedding. And he honors that and he loves you so much that he gave you the desire of your heart. And so after I sowed that seed, we spent time with her. She went to the hospital. They... That next morning they came in and they were like telling her where they were going to cut for the amputation. It was all wrote on the board for an amputation. And my mom had enough faith to ask, are you sure there's nothing more you can do? And I praise God for doctors because my her doctor was a believer and she, he would say, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. Like there is a miracle. And 
he paused and he, he waited for however long and he said, there's one thing I'm willing to do. It's not a, it's, it's kind of like a shot in the dark, but I'm willing to do it. And so that surgery went on and it, it worked. And, but during the whole process after the surgery, she said, he said, keep praying, keep believing. We had so many people, wonderful people, and people are so important to have in your life because we had so many people praying for my mom's healing, believing and going to the throne room to say, you know what? She is healed. And a month or two later, she got to dance with my brother. She has her leg today. There is no clot. She is standing here to say, God is a healer. And he will do it. I learned the point of confessing and keeping your mind in the word of God and being obedient. When he, God nudges you to do something, do it. Because the obedience of me sowing that seed, I know for a fact that God honored that. And she is here with her leg. And I'm just so thankful. And whether you have any type of believing for healing, just know you have that. But no matter what it is, whether it is healing or a dry place in your life, just know he has that and he loves you and he has plans for you. And so my rock says healing for my mom. And I'm just so, so thankful and honored to have the teaching here and the people surrounding me that always was there lifting me up and loving me through that and loving my family. And so I'm just thankful, and God is a healer. Thank you. What a day. What a bunch of good testimonies. Goodness, that was awesome. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about our testimony. Pastor, we appreciate you so much. Um, two years ago, 31st, October 31st, you and I met down here and we made that commitment to uh, ask God to, to save me, to heal my heart. And why that matters for us, can I get a big applause for my beautiful sweet wife? But uh, a little bit before that, before Pastor and I met down here, I was sitting in a hotel room, the Clarion Inn in North Knoxville. Um, Tiff had asked me to leave our home. And I'm gonna keep it PG because my daughter's in here. I love you girls. Um, but that was, I was in the lowest valley I'd ever been in my life. I've been struggling with drugs and alcohol. I was not being faithful to my wife. And um, I felt like I couldn't do it anymore, you know? If anybody's struggled with drugs and alcohol, you may not understand what I'm talking about. You get to that point where you're just like, enough's enough. And um, I was about ready to end it. And when I put my hand on that trigger, I heard a voice, don't do it. And I'd never heard a voice before. I'd never heard anything like that before. But we've been coming here for a few months and we've been hearing pastor's teachings and we've been hearing other people's testimonies. And something something made me pause on that and I put it down and I met my wife at Shoney's up near Target the next day 
And she had every reason to just be done with me. Every reason. Every reason. And we sat down at that table and she showed me grace and love and kindness and welcomed me back home. And you all welcomed me home. The simple handshakes at the front door, the fist bumps, the hugs, the smiles, the coffee, whatever. And help me realize that I didn't have to live like that anymore. And so again, on the 31st of 2021, we came down here and we, I gave it up. I said, I'm done, I can't do it. And I'm gonna hand it over to my wife for a minute, but you know, that valley, Today, I feel like we're in a jetliner, and I see that valley way down there. I don't drink, I don't drug, I love my wife more than anything in the world, and I've got a beautiful family to show for it. Praise you, God, for restoration. Um, I'm going to read um, John 1. And it says, in the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God, and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created. Um, during this whole time, yes, our marriage was a mess. And um, I remember going to my mother's house after I had asked him to leave. And my mother, um, I told her, I was like, it's not good. And um, she said to me, she, I was expecting her to say, yeah, um, you know, biblically, you could get a divorce. Um, but no, she said, um, there's nothing that God cannot um, recreate or God cannot fix. There's nothing to fix for God. So um, I left her house and I went home and I started finding scriptures like so many others um, that you guys have already listened to. And I um, found Luke 11 where it talks about the woman going to the judge. And so I started doing that for my family. I started saying, God, my family is covered by your blood. I want restoration. And I, sometimes you have to get really loud because he would leave for work and I would tell God exactly what I was expecting. And so um, as I started doing that, I started seeing not just restoration in our marriage, but I started seeing God um, restore things to better than they were um, before. And so... If you, if he did it in my life, if he did it in our life, he will do it in yours because God is not a respecter of person. And so why I brought, why I brought my Bible up here is to find the word in this, find the word in the Bible and stand on it because God is true to his word because God is the word. So, um, our rock is restoration, but not just restoration for our marriage, restoration for our life, because it has never been the same. Can you just give God some praise? These are just a few of the testimonies 
of what God has done in the stories of our lives. Because of the faithfulness to teach the word of God, to stand in faith, regardless of what you see, regardless of what you feel, regardless of the current situation that you are facing, regardless of a doctor telling you, today I'm gonna amputate your leg and having enough courage to say, hold on. Having enough courage to say, God, I believe that you can recreate my marriage. To have enough faith to say, I'm not going to listen to what the doctors are saying. I'm standing on the rights that have been given to me. And your testimony, Virginia, was heard through her. And God did what he wanted to do. He duplicated it. If you want to see miracles in your life, then you talk about what God has done. Stir up inside of you. Remind yourself what God has done. And maybe you are sitting here today and saying, but Angie, I don't have a testimony. I don't have a story like they have. This is the scripture the Lord wants you to hear today. In Psalm 119, 111, your testimonies have I taken as my inheritance, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. The testimonies of Jesus, the testimonies of our God is our inheritance. Their testimony is my inheritance. If somebody in your family put you in their will and said, I want you to inherit these things, when that person died, they would say and they would decree, these are your inheritances. The testimonies of Jesus Christ, the power of the work of the blood is our inheritance. Dry ground in the face of impossibility is your inheritance. Restoration in your family and in your life is your inheritance. Healing in your body is your inheritance. I'm looking in here and I'm seeing freedom from mental health diseases. It is your inheritance. I'm seeing in here that God restored my family with his compassion and love. That is your inheritance. God gave me a family when I didn't have a family. That is your inheritance. God wanted us to remember the stories of what he's done to build our faith, to remember what he is able to do and to prophesy into our future. He is not done yet. This is not the end of our story. This is the beginning of our story. We have overcoming power in the word of our testimony and that is the core of our teaching at this church. We love with the love of God and we believe in the power of our words because the way we have overcoming power, the way that they were able to receive the miracles from God was Jesus already gave it to you. 
We are overcomers by what? The blood of the lamb. It's already been shed. It's already yours. And the word of our testimony. Testify about the blood of Jesus. Are y'all ready for the future? I want you guys today, we talked about having a place where you could give a love gift to our pastor. And when you came in today, you had little envelopes um, on your seats. And if you don't have one, that's okay. Cause we're gonna have them in the lobby for you. And you're gonna see plenty of envelopes and you're gonna see this out there. And I want you to place, we already have one in here. Any, if you've already given him a card, but what I want you to do with that gift for our pastor is we want you to sow it. We want to give to our pastor, but let's sow it with a word, with put what you were believing God for, attach it to your seed because this is such fertile ground. It is not easy to lead us. <laughs> We're people, people be people and it's what they do. People be murmuring and people be complaining. And that's just, that's that old nature that likes to try to rear up in us, right? We honor God first and foremost. And I promise you our pastor will give all glory and all honor to God. Always. But the people needed somebody to lead them across that dry ground. In the face of murmuring, in the face of disbelief, somebody had to say, I will take a stand. I will believe in the impossible. And God always makes a way so we continue to follow this man of God. And we continue to believe that this is just the beginning of our story. So sow your seed for him, but know that you're doing it, believing that God will honor him and honor us because he's just that good. Thank you so much for watching this sermon. We hope it encouraged you. Check out more of Apostle Jack's sermons to stay encouraged throughout the week. We also do live streams on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday night chapels at 6.30. We would love for you all to stay connected. So go like and follow all of our socials. Life is so beautiful with Jesus and community. So, so join, join the, the fam! fam.